This is episode number 53 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We are glad you are here for year two. Year two. Year two. Starts today. Yep. Episode 53. That's right. So it's exciting. Wind those clocks back because we got another year to drudge through. Yep. So we got we got more episodes in the tank, man. Dude. A lot. Got tanks for years and years. Yeah. And you're gonna be here to listen to them. Yep. So if you want to hear all that good content, you gotta hit the subscribe button. The what I don't even know. Is, is it subscribe and stitcher and Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you're just you're still subscribing. Is it is it a subscribe button? Yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty much. I think I've listened to like a podcast on Stitcher. I've, I don't even have the app. So what's the other one? Spotify. Well, Spotify, yeah. Can you subscribe on Spotify? Yeah. Okay. So whatever it is you're using, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Google Play. Yeah. Um, soon to be Pandora. Sure. We're supposed to be up there soon. Um, are there any more? I mean, pretty much any any place that you can find podcasts, you're going to be able to find our our podcast. We'll be there. Yeah. Lurking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much anywhere and even third-party apps like Pocket Cast. Yes. One of these days, they're going to give us some money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not me. (laughs) They're not going to give me. I've I've said too much awful about them. Yes, you have. So, and I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, I know you are. Keep your dirty money. I know you are. You're... Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. So, but you can also follow us on the Facebook. Yeah. On the Instagram, the Twitters. Well, <laughs> you can go to Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter. Yeah. It's your life. Yeah. There's <laughs> there there's a name out there that we own in Twitter. Yes. And we put things there. Every once in a while. And you sometimes respond to it. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, man. So, but you, Facebook and Instagram, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. How you doing, man? Dude, I'm exhausted. Well, you look pretty terrible. Well, thank you. You're welcome. That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> so, <laughs> mission accomplished. Yeah, you got a lot going on, though. Oh, man. My my house is just completely gutted. Yeah. So, we're going to have to, we might have to have a full episode just on that. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want to, if you want to see any of it, there's a, a company called Black Diamond Construction that's actually been doing a lot of the work, and they've been putting a lot of the pictures up from my house, you know, like before and after stuff. Okay. So you can see some of the craziness. You, I mean, like, it's it's difficult to tell from like a photograph, like just how ridiculously weird my house is, um, but you can see some of it. Yeah. So I think I think just this week they put up some pictures of like my dining room, mm. and my dining room has got like a 45 degree angled ceiling. Yeah. So, there you go. There's that. Yeah. It's different. You can see that. Yeah. So, okay. It has a metal roof now. It looks good. Yeah. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, I like it. So, it's a completely different house at this point. Yes. means my wife is happy. Well, yeah. At least you're not trying to find a new house. Right. At the moment. Yes. Yeah. I mean, give it time. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably happen <laughs> eventually. Most people do move. Oh. So, other than that, yeah. I'm doing fantastic. Okay, good. What's been going on with you? Well, um, I've been pretty busy. I uh, had the uh, my mother-in-law in town uh, last weekend. Uh, my kids had some birthday party stuff going on. And so she decided this year that she was going to give us something outdoor for the kids to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and Like a leash run? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we already kind of have one set up for the dog. We thought something similar for the kids would work out. But, but you want to keep those separated so they don't bite each other. Yeah, the problem is we don't have a fence and we're afraid people might say stuff. Oh. So instead, we thought, okay, well, maybe a swing set, a little more normal, right? right. But, but the problem is that... The, just the way our backyard is laid out, it doesn't really um, lend itself to having that type of equipment in it. And because of the POA that we live in, uh, again, you know, go listen to our episode with the mayor and we can get into that a little bit. Um, man, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long, that was a long time ago. About a year ago. Yeah, almost. <laughs> and uh, we, so we couldn't, we can't concrete anything into the ground as far as play equipment like that goes. So we're going to have to try to figure out how to anchor it down, all that kind of stuff. But Instead, we came up with a different idea. Um, so, on the side of our house, uh, we had uh, an area 
it was leveled off and they had put some raised flower beds in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the wood was all rotting around them and it was you know just a weed infestation. So uh, I, I removed all of that stuff, which was a chore in and of itself. Yeah. And we decided that we're going to put two things in over there. We put a, a new sandbox. Uh, and so this sandbox is, is big. It's six foot by 10 foot. So okay. it's, it's really big. Uh, and it's very interesting. Um, we, the, the cool thing about these two projects is my mother-in-law had, had wood for free. Mm-hmm. She had been given, she had to figure out something to do with one of the, one of the, the uh, things that she was given was she has a friend who owns a log house and they had scraps of the log that they would, you know, sided the house with. And so these things are huge. Oh yeah. And basically we put one layer of them around the sandbox. And well, they were at one time trees. Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and what I know and have heard about trees is they're big. They get pretty big. Yeah, they can. <laughs> so uh, we, we used that for the surround. So kind of a, an interesting look. And it was very inexpensive, uh, free. Um, <laughs> and, uh, the best so, price. Yeah. So we, we, um, we underlaid it with the, the fabric for weed, a weed barrier fabric. Yeah. And uh, I was a little concerned that we we're going to have to you know, overlap that stuff. But, man, I found a piece of, of weed barrier fabric on Amazon that's 10 foot by 20 foot. <laughs> and I bought that. It was cheaper than buying a roll of it. So we laid that in there. And then we put a full yard of sand, of play sand in that thing. Which, by the way, if you're ever building a sandbox um, and, and you need a, a significant amount, don't go buy the bags. Right. And those things are so expensive. We went to a, like a building material type, type place. They yeah. got mulch and all that kind of stuff. And we bought a yard of sand, taxes included for $38. There you go. So, I mean, that's a, that's a ton. So if you don't know what a yard is, like you buy grass that way, you buy other things that way. Um, it's basically a, a cube, three cubic feet. Yeah. Is, is what that Fills is. up the back of your pickup truck. Oh my goodness. You should have seen me. I was, Golly, I was riding on my tires <laughs> on the way home, but it it was uh, it really really cool project. Um, and then the other thing that we did that that I'm more excited about uh, because the kids come back in less dirty <laughs> was we built we built uh, what we're calling a mud kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go on Pinterest, man, these things are they're everywhere. Lots yeah. of people are building them or, or buying them. And basically, we, we built this eight foot uh, by 28 inch um, kitchen. And so on one side, there's an oven. Uh, of course, it's just a it's just a door, basically. It's got a couple of shelves in it for them to play that there's an oven. Uh, we've got, you know, door, you know, the um, I said about to say door knobs, not door knobs, um, burner knobs. Okay. turn we painted burners on there and everything so they can actually act like they're like they're cooking something and they're shelving on the on um in the middle and then on the right hand side we we put a sink and uh, this was the challenging thing uh, i didn't want to spend a ton of money on this uh but i found a but double sink on Facebook Marketplace for twenty bucks. Yeah. So I bought that. Found a really cheap. Actually, it wasn't cheap. It was an eighty dollar faucet at Walmart that was on sale for thirty. Okay. So I bought that. Uh, but the challenge was, I want water to come through, right? Yeah. How am I gonna How am I gonna accomplish this? Because you can't just hook a faucet up to a spigot. Right. I mean. Y- I did, but <laughs> you can't just put a water hose up to the water faucet. There's like four connections you have to make. So um, do your research or send us an email and I can explain how to do that. Um, but the other thing is a lot of people have these things. They're just, they just fill up a bucket and dump it whenever they're, whenever they're done. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you want to fill up buckets and dump them every time, I'm not saying you're dumb. I'm saying doing that is dumb. So don't do it. Um, instead, we plumbed it. Yeah. And so we put PVC. PVC is so cheap. And we plumbed it out to the backyard. So now it just drains out the backyard. And um, man, the kids just have a blast out there. Yeah, so. I saw some pictures of it. It looks awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's a way we can really post pictures. Otherwise, I would. I mean, like on Facebook? That's the place. <laughs> I'll do it there. Or there's this platform that's like for nothing but pictures, Instagram. What? 
Yes. The rumors are true. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, look for those there. Um, I've got some pretty cool pictures. Uh, the, I will tell you this. Um, so I'm part of a Facebook group um, that was talking about mud kitchens one day, and and one person posted uh, something about theirs, and their big question was, how did you get the knobs to turn? Uh-huh. Because that's a... You know, those knobs are not created to go outside. They're created to go inside. So that was kind of a feat in and of itself. But um, again, just the right connections. We made it made it happen. Did so, they make any clicky noises? No, no, they no. don't. But um, but to get them to turn without just like putting a screw through the back of it, because then it just either screws or unscrews. Right. You know, um, we basically used a bolt and some washers. And anyway, I can I can take some more pictures and. If you have a question, send us an send us an email info at homeownershow.com and we'll get that information to you. I'm really disappointed in the lack of clicky sounds on your well, knobs. Well, if I probably would have made it click if these knobs had that function. Uh-huh. But these don't I don't know. Surely that's like an oven specific thing, right? I mean, that's like the whole reason those uh fidget things Fidget spinners? Yeah, not fidget spinners. <laughs> but no. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're like the little cubes that have all the little... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Because they click and they yeah, make they, the little noises. Yeah, they do. That's the best part. Yep. Come on, man. Don't you want the best for your kids? I do. <laughs> but I built this instead. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. I'll tell you, it was a fun project. And here's the crazy thing. Between, between those two projects, and whenever you see the pictures of it, you won't believe me, we spent $215. Oh, wow. I mean that you you won't believe me because I mean the wood alone would have cost at least that oh, much. Bunch, yeah, we, we built it all out of cedar, um, and so it would have cost a lot more than that. Yeah, she just like I said, she got a great deal. That's so, awesome, man. That's my story. Well, we we have a really cool episode for you guys this week. We have our good friend Meg Arbor in the studio, uh, and we're going to be talking about homeschooling. Yeah, uh, which is a uh, different use for the home than we've talked about before. What well, is, but you would be surprised, I think, um, to know how many people are homeschooling. I'm sure Meg probably has more information on this than, than I do, but um, it is it is much more of a trend than I think it was when we were younger. Yeah, I don't uh, think I've even been more terrified than when I stumbled upon like a homeschooling convention. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a that's an aggressive group of ladies usually. Yeah. Hey, so. can I can I can I throw out my favorite homeschooler joke? Can I do it? Oh yeah. I mean it's it's some <laughs> it could be potentially offensive. Bring it on. But I don't want it to be because I think it's hilarious. Here it is. Homeschoolers have no class. <laughs> that's all I got. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I told you it could be potentially offensive. If I offended you, uh, send me an email, Craig at homeownershow.com. It'll be fine. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll take those emails. Is that your only homeschooler joke? That's the only oh, no, one okay. I got. <laughs> so, what, by default, was the best one. I'm, oh, okay, good. You. As long as we know. Yeah. All right. How you doing, Meg? Doing well. Awesome. We are glad to have you in the studio. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I mean, she made a special trip from out of town just yeah. to come be on this show. That's impressive. Yeah. From Fort Worth? Fort Worth. Fort Worth. All right. Stockyards. Yeah. Cooper's Barbecue. Yes. Oh, yeah. And we're derailed already. That's right. I'm already thinking. <laughs> sorry. I'm, at this point, I've got Lonesome Dove on the brain. Yeah. Billy Bob's. <laughs> we got all kinds of stuff. So anyway, so we were going to talk about homeschooling. We want to we want to get into how you got started with this. What got you going to even consider doing this? Because this is this is a big responsibility. It's a it's a big thing to take on. Where were you when you when you got started? How did you get started? Sure, take us okay. back in time. I'll tell you the story. Because so, you've been at this for a while now, right? Eleven years now. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yep. Um, so yeah, like you said, homeschooling's gaining popularity by the day, and so. This is not something that I grew up and ever considered, oh, yeah, I'm going to homeschool my kids. No No. way. I thought only weird people homeschooled, honestly, is like long denim skirts and, you know, just (laughs) it was weird. We'll make that determination by the end of the interview. (laughs) (laughs) You either bought new clothes or things have changed. (laughs) Things are changing. Let me say that. But there was a a stigma, wasn't there? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, And... um, 
you know, to add into that stigma, it has been pretty recently that homeschooling has just become legal in Texas. And I say recently in the last 20 years or so. So that doesn't really seem that long, but there were people homeschooling long before Mm -hmm. that. But um, we've been at it 11 years now. And um, so it, it is definitely gaining in popularity. So how we came to homeschool was, honestly, God just had us um, placed at a church. It was probably 13 years ago. Um, we had two kids at the time and knew that we wanted to give our kids a good education. Yeah. We also knew that we wanted to have more kids and we knew that we could not afford private school for all of the kids that we wanted to have. So that was kind of the predicament that we were in. Um, I got my degree in education. So I had experience in the public school realm. I knew what it was like. And I also knew that uh, for the most part, I did not want to have my kids in that setting. So I know that there are good public schools in certain places, but in the location that we were in Fort Worth, public schools were not something that I w- that I would consider. So um, that left us with private school that we couldn't afford or figure something out. So the Lord had us at a church and it just so happened that a lot of the families were homeschooling families there. And so I got the opportunity to watch moms with more kids than I have who homeschooled their own kids. And I thought I can do this at least for the elementary years, which I was not confident at all in the beginning, in the older years, but I thought I can teach my kids to read and I can teach them early math and um, I get to be at home with them. So we just prayed through that and decided, yeah, we're going to, we're going to try this homeschooling thing at least to start and just see where that goes. And so we kind of teamed, I teamed up with a couple of other families that were already homeschooling. They had kids pretty close to my kids' ages and we started this little co-op. And so we'd meet a couple times a week and, uh, they just, I loved their vision for homeschooling. They were, uh, they had chosen some classical curriculum and I didn't really even know what classical curriculum was. I just thought, I love what you're doing and that's what I want to do. And so I hopped in, they'd already been doing it for a year. I joined them and, uh, we became really great friends and our kids enjoyed spending time together. And so we just kind of kept the homeschooling thing going for a few years. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you, you, you mentioned like classical education and I, I actually remember calling you uh, a few years back when we were talking about some different school options for my daughter. And I was asking you questions about classical education and how that works. And I think it was, some of it had to do with like the Singapore math and, and different things like that. Yes. So could, could you kind of explain like what the difference is between like classical and like the other traditional forms of education that yeah um I'll, I'll do my best so um from my understanding and experience classical education kind of builds on a threefold model called the trivium it the beginning years are called the grammar stage which is where you're kind of just taking in loads of information it's um essentially memory work of every kind you just memorize 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 and that is a stage that lasts from the time that your kids are born really throughout lifetime but it's it's desig- a designated period like about until third or fourth grade um, around fourth grade they kind of are transitioning from the grammar stage into the dialectic stage which becomes where they are starting to ask a few more questions and get um, not just memory work but start to dialogue with you just a little bit about so why is this called this what does this do they're just they're starting to get curious and ask questions and then um through that kind of lasts through the middle school years and starting around um seventh eighth grade they're beginning to transition into the rhetoric phase which is more where they're taking all of the memory work that they've been mastering all of the questions that they've been answering and the answers that they've been getting to those questions and they're taking that and they're forming their own opinions and they're starting to be able to talk with you about these topics and teach the topics that they have been um, learning and so it's kind of when you look at it it's a natural phase of learning. And like I said, we're all in these phases at different periods of life. I mean, I'm learning about podcasts here at 38 years old. I mean, so I'm in the grammar stage of that. We're all in grammar stage of life um, over something, some topics, but it's kind of just a natural learning phase. And so it's really cyclical. They bring in um, things that just are very repetitive. You hear it over and over and over throughout all of those stages of learning. Awesome. 
Yeah. And so what, how would that be different from like other ways that people have done education? Um, so a lot of times people will choose just a topic of education and they'll say, okay, so this year we're going to learn about biology and then biology never really gets picked back up and tied into anything else that they learn. So you don't, you don't really understand how biology is, um, pertinent for life because it was a one-time subject that you never revisited. Mm. But the classical model is attempting at least to um, start it at an early age of memorizing some biology facts, showing you how biology is useful in real life, and then um, getting you as an adult to practice some biology and see how we actually use this in real life. I got you. Okay. So it's, it's really trying to like integrate all those subjects into the other aspects of your life. Yes. I got you. Okay. And so, but you also mentioned when you got started, you initially were kind of in like this co-op. Yes. Yeah. And so do you think, and I, I, I got this kind of like from your tone, the way that you were expressing it, that like, could you have done homeschooling without that initial co-op group? Would it have been more difficult? I mean, is that something you recommend for people or how'd that work? Okay, good question. So you absolutely could school without a homeschool co-op, but I would not have wanted to. I loved the um, the friendships that I made through that co-op and mm-hmm. then also the socialization that my kids got through that co-op. They met some of their really good friends through that. And even to this day, they're, they're buddies. They see each other and love to hang out. Um, so, and I, I really feel like a, co-op brought, I mean, we all, we all know we each have different strengths and weaknesses, so we could kind of play on each other's strengths and weaknesses and the subjects that, um, maybe one of us really wanted to teach or felt strong in teaching. Um, we would take over that for the day. And then a subject that somebody else was like, Oh, I don't know if I can quite do this. Somebody else was strong in. So, um, I just felt like that was a huge benefit of our co-op was the, the strengths of pulling from the other moms and even students. I mean, um, you know, students and parents will see things in your kids that they will want to pull out or teach them and Mm -hmm. um, grow them in. And so that was a good experience for us. Awesome. This episode of The Homeowner Show has been brought to you by DroneQuote. That's right, Craig. We've got a really cool uh, company here that is sponsoring this episode. And one of the things that is really neat about them is they are going to give you quotes on a new roof or new solar without ever having someone from a company come in and give you that quote in person. That's right. DroneQuote is an online portal that lets you comparison shop multiple quotes in an easy to read and understandable way. You see all the quotes in a uniform manner and with the links that show up in Google, Yelp, Better Business Bureau, and your state contractor's license information. And and they deploy FAA certified drone pilots to conduct your roof survey before construction and after because chances are you're not going to climb up on your roof. Probably not. And they are currently operating out of California, Texas, Colorado, Florida, Nevada, Arizona, New Jersey, and New York. So if you're in one of those states and you need a new roof, some give, solar power, give them a call. Yeah, so I've got I, I've got some questions that I think are are things that some of our listeners may be interested to have some answers to. Um, but before we get there, I think I would like to ask you a question that we typically ask toward the end um, of our of our podcast, um, and that is, what are some misconceptions that you think people may have about homeschooling? Okay, um, also a good question. So, I hear a lot. Well, what about? your kids, don't you feel like they're not socialized? (laughs) And that just absolutely makes me laugh because I think my kids, if they could like do their own thing throughout the day, would have more social interaction than probably most public school kids, honestly. Um, They are going constantly. We see friends at church. We see, um, we we are a part of a classical conversations, which they don't like to call themselves a co-op, but it's a one day a week um, uh, school. I I kind of do term it a co-op where we get together with friends and they have a tutor in their room. Um, So they see people there. They see people at church. They see people at their sports. Um, They're online, constantly visiting with their friends through 
whatever online platform <laughs> they have out there. So, um, I mean, really, we see people all the time. And my kids are not shy. They will talk to anybody, no matter what age they are. And they're great with adults. They're great with other kids. They're great with kids who aren't just their own age. They're great with little kids or older kids. So I feel like that's almost a perk to homeschooling is that um, in your traditional public school, your kids are kind of grouped up with people their own age, whereas in homeschool, they're, they end up being with kids of all ages all the time. And so they don't just get used to people their own age. They get used to people of any age. And so um, I, I feel like a huge perk of that is just they learn um, how to socialize in all different areas and types of life. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that that's probably that. That's why I wanted to ask that question because I, I we've not had this conversation. In fact, I just met you. So, uh, but but I think that that is one of the biggest misconceptions mm -hmm. is that when you homeschool your kids are going to be socially inept. Now, mm -hmm. I think based on what you told me uh, just a few minutes ago that it was illegal in mm -hmm. in Texas back whenever we were in in school mm -hmm. um i think that may be part of the reason that yes. people feel that way mm -hmm. is because they didn't really go out and yes. co-op with other people now there seems to be a lot different options and you even mentioned something there that is an, i'm glad you brought it up because it was the the other thing that i want to get to and that is that there are a lot of people out there that think okay so basically you stay home all day you study you go to sleep, you stay home all day, you study, you go to sleep, that, that's your day. But there, the other thing that, that I feel like people really don't understand is my kids don't have, or they think my kids don't have extracurricular opportunities unless I go out and provide, you know, piano lessons or ballet lessons or whatever. But you said sports mm -hmm. and I I know personally uh, people that are involved in theater and um, swimming and all kinds of things that are provided through co-ops. Um, and can you speak to that just for a moment? Because I, there's a whole nother life outside of yes. the quote unquote school part of it that is what other people would maybe consider extracurricular that homeschool kids do now, at least here in Texas, I know there are other states here this way, have access to. Yes. What, talk to me about that for a minute. Okay, so every city is going to be different, obviously. I'm from Fort Worth. Um, Fort Worth has a plethora of options for homeschoolers. Uh, you've got city leagues. You've got co-ops galore up there that provide all different stuff. I mean, ranging from art classes to sports to PEs to um, uh, core classes, math, science, all of those kind of things. Um, and then you've got... You've got other just, I know there's um, there's TAFA up there, which provides a fine arts um, electives, those type of things. Also, when you get into the upper grades, um, say like high school levels, you can start taking dual, dual enrollment classes at various community colleges. So it's, it is definitely not like you have to stay at home and you wake up and you just spend all day at home. Um, we do, yeah, we do sports class. We do gymnastics, baseball, karate, piano. Um, I mean, we do all of it. It's so basically options. what other oh kids goodness. do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. and, and, the, and, and that's my point, I guess. And I'm glad you spoke to that is that, you're still getting a lot of what people in public schools are getting yes. by being participants in uh, in homeschooling. In fact, I would say from some of my experience, homeschool uh, kids a lot of times have more extracurricular opportunities mm -hmm. than private schools mm -hmm. do at, at times because sometimes they don't have the funding mm -hmm. to be able to provide those things. It's true. So. Anyway, just something interesting there. Yeah, and I know, I mean, like, you you have an 11th grader now, right? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, like, have you guys tenth, started? 10th grader. grader. Okay, sorry. sorry. Um, is it going to, okay. 
10th grader. So he's, what is that? A, a sophomore? sophomore? Yes. So have you guys started taking advantage of that, any of that stuff yet? Or is that going to be something that's going to come later with the, for those last two years? Um, we're, we plan to in the spring um, okay. to kind of enroll him in a dual credit math class. Um, he's currently taking algebra right now. And um, once he finishes that, which we hope to be done around Christmas time okay. for that, we're hoping that he can enroll in a um, class at our local community college and do a, an algebra class, which will be dual credit. He'll get another semester of algebra and then that'll go on his college resume. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Is he excited about that? Uh, we're excited about You're, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he is. I mean, he does like a good challenge. So yeah, yeah I think he's, I mean, and you've, I mean, he's kindergarten straight through to where he's at right now. Yep. Right. Yep. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and this is like a full-time job for you. Absolutely. And, and I think for some people that can be really daunting um, and you know, you're, you're telling me that you've got a degree in education, so you have a leg up, so to speak. Uh, but, but what about people that don't have that? Where do they get some of the confidence to be able to do that? Where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure even ed- as an educator by trade, you're not most likely great at all subjects. Right. So how do you make up for your weaknesses? I know you said that you, in your, your co-op group, you play to each other's strengths. What does that look like and how does that kind of play out? Yeah. So first of all, I would say you absolutely do not need a, an, an education degree to homeschool your kids. In fact, I really don't know how much my degree has helped me other than to just know what to expect in a schoolroom setting. Mm. Um, other than that, I've kind of just had to figure it out on my own because like you said, I didn't get a degree in every subject in every grade level. And that's what I'm doing. I'm teaching all of the subjects, all of the grade levels. Um, there are curriculum galore out there for you to order. You can get it off Amazon. I mean, y- you can find it anywhere. Um, and then in addition to that, there are lesson plans for the curriculum. So you literally, okay. all you have to do is decide, first of all, what classes, what um, subjects you want to teach. Google that and you will have an overwhelming amount of choices for what you could do. Um, and then once you've kind of narrowed it down to, yeah, I think I want to teach Saxon math or whatever it is, um, you you just order the book and you get it. And at least in the early years, Saxon is laid out to where it says, teacher says, and you read the quote to your student <laughs> and then you read in the teacher manual, okay, this is what your student should say or should yeah. do now. So, I mean, it's they will hold your hand. Yeah, and Saxon is a is a curriculum for public schools as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pu- so I mean that's schools that's not a homeschool specific curriculum even. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, and I mean there are yeah, like I said, tons of options out there. Um, there are online classes that you can take if you just aren't confident in your ability to teach math. You can go to Khan Academy online, and it will. There's videos that will teach you how to teach your kid from pre-K all the way through college if you want. Mm. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Well, and this is part of the reason we want to talk to you because well, you write curriculum. I mean, you're part of a group that does so this. We write lesson plans right. yes, um, for pre-existing curriculum that is out there. And yes, so the two ladies that I mentioned um, earlier that I teamed up with early on in my homeschooling journey, um, we, we, we did this for probably four or five years. And every year we would write out lesson plans just for our own personal use because we wanted um, at home on the days that we were home to be kind of on the same page and teaching the same things. And then so when we would come together the very next day, we knew what we were going to be teaching that day. And so uh, we would write our curriculum during the summer or write our um, lesson plans during the summer. And then um, during the school year, we knew exactly what we were supposed to be doing. And so for years and years, we would say, man, we need to publish these because I, we really think that they would, <laughs> they would help people. And we just kept saying it. We really think these would help people. We really think. And then finally, we just did it. We um, we started Lesson Plan Ladies and published our our um, lesson plans that we had been writing all along. Uh, we did have to rewrite them in a format that would be easily understandable by the general population. But um yeah, we did. We we published those lesson plans. That was about um, five years ago now, I guess. Yeah. So. And what's what's the name of that, all that? Lesson Plan Ladies. Lesson Plan Ladies. Okay. And they can find you. LessonPlanLadies.com. There you go. 
All right. And you guys, I think you told me you guys, it goes up through like a certain grade that you guys organized, right? Pre-K through fourth. Okay. Yes. And we stopped there just because we, we found in our own personal lives that the elementary levels, um, it's just kind of getting going in the homeschool arena was a little bit difficult. You had to, you just kind of had to do it all yourself. And then by the time you know what you're doing, you're going to start wanting to choose different things for different kids. And so, um, which is what we all did. We all kind of just went our separate directions because as our kids got older they wanted to do different things and we wanted to provide them with different opportunities and so I'm no longer co-oping with those same two ladies um, but we um, we did want to write our lesson plans through fourth grade so that moms would have a solid foundation for yeah. beginning their homeschool journey well and, and, and so like I want to ask you how much those cost not because I want people to like know what your products are but like I want to I want to go somewhere with so what, what is like a what is a lesson plan cost from you guys Anywhere from $5 up to maybe $30 for okay. individual lesson plans. And then we've got bundles too that are, you know, if you want to get every single subject for for one solid grade level, you can buy it for a hundred, 120 bucks. Okay. So you just have those in perpetuity to... Yes. Yeah. So, and the reason I ask that is because I would imagine, you know, one, one of the things that we hear from like public school teachers all the time is that they don't have enough money to have the supplies and things that they need for their classrooms and things like that. So like what... What do you feel like would be like a good budget for someone, you know, if they're going to, if they decide to homeschool, I mean, I, I can imagine that could feel a little daunting on the old checkbook. Yes, it yeah. can. Um, I do remember, um, especially in the early years, as I'm choosing all of this curriculum, thinking, wow, this is, this is not cheap to homeschool right. my kids. But, um, so I don't know if I mentioned, we've got four kids and I was able to reuse everything four separate times. So that's pretty nice, depending on how many kids you have, I guess. Um, well, and, and lucky in that, like what you bought, you liked. Yes. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I, I research well. I, I know a lot of people that will try something out and decide, nope, don't like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just scrap that for the next kid and do something else. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say a good budget for, um, oh man, uh, that's kind of hard. <laughs> maybe $300 for a year's worth of books. Yeah. So I would think you could buy it all. And yeah, I mean, depending on how thrifty you are, you can search half price books. There's a lot of online used bookstores, um, stuff like that. You can get stuff for, for cheap or almost free. Yeah. What's kind of your go-to resource for, for that kind of stuff? Um, I like cbdbooks.com. Love Amazon. Cause I've got the two day shipping for prime members. Um, those are probably my two biggest go-to, the Amazon and CBD. What's CBD? Uh, Christian Book Distributors. Okay. I, I think it's just cbd.com or .org. Okay. Or like that. So, uh, I just never heard of it, so. Yeah. But I'm not a homeschool teacher. There you go. <laughs> but really, that, what, what I heard you say there was this doesn't cost as much as you might think it does. Yeah. A 300 bucks a year? Yeah. I, no, whatever you said, 300 insane. bucks, I was waiting for you to say a month. Oh, no, <laughs> and you no. said a year. So like, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, okay, oh, goodness gracious. We're talking like yeah, uniforms five, at public you know, school can $50 cost a month, you know? Yes. It's very, very different. Yeah. Okay. It's not bad at all. So uh, that that brings me to another question. And that is like, a lot of houses aren't set up to be a school. And so, you know, I think that, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if I purchase a house, I want to make sure it has these rooms in it and those sorts of things, um, especially being the homeowner show, like we're interested in, in how homes are, are, are built and made and put together and how people are servicing those things. But like, how do you have your home set up to homeschool? Um, so we homeschool in our formal dining room. We don't ever use the formal dining room for formal eating. We just, it's set up as a homeschool room. Um, we also do a lot of our work in the study because that just happens to be where we have our computers located. Mm, and, okay. um, some, a lot of our stuff is either, um, typed work or online work. So, uh, between those two rooms, that's kind of where our kids spend the vast majority of their time. I know a lot of people with much smaller homes will just homeschool at their dining room table. Mm. So, they just clear it off and bring in the books. And so that's kind of just what they do and they make it work. So you don't necessarily have to have an entire separate room for homeschooling. Um, 
your curriculum does take up some space. I mean, I would say a bookshelf's worth if you're um, pretty diligent at, at um, culling and, you know, you're just not an overbuyer. But um, you do need some space for books. But other than that, it's not an overwhelming amount. Yeah, that that sounds awesome because, you know, I, I one of the things I didn't hear you say is, oh, we, you know, we just let our kids do their school in their bedroom. Um, and, and the only reason I bring that up is because um, I know that that's a challenge for, uh, for kids, especially once they go to college, mm-hmm. is trying to be in the same space, uh, like a dorm room, for example, to study and sleep and have as a, you know, quote unquote, living area, all of those sorts of things. That becomes a challenge to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, statistically speaking, it's, it's, it's easier to not live in a dorm whenever it comes to those sorts of things. But, um, but it sounds to me like you would be an advocate of find a place in your house to be kind of the central place where everybody meets. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think it might, might, might be kind of fun for like, if Kevin has a couple like to, to, to riff on, on some, uh, some stereotypes of, of homeschooling. Okay. Um, so like one of the ones I, I, uh, you know, maybe, maybe see some, some people being a little snarky about is, uh, you know, well, you can just sleep until whenever you want and get up at noon and, and do your work. Do you guys actually do any work over there? You know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, do do you, do you ever get any of that? I've heard that one. Yeah. And, um, if I'm being honest, uh, there have been a few times that I'm like, why are my kids not awake? It's nine 30. Y'all need to be getting up. So, um, we definitely have those days, but, um, that's why they're doing work till eight o'clock at night. (laughs) Um, I will also say that it is a lot easier to just get your schoolwork done when, um, I have a four person classroom versus a 25 or 30 person class room. So So you can get more done in a shorter amount of time. Absolutely. They get a lot more one-on-one from their teacher. Um, Not, I mean, I can't spend the entire amount of time with, you know, just one of them, but um, you know, they get me every four turns versus, you know, well, you're going to need to wait. I've got, person number 25 over there that has their hand raised and I'll be to you in your classroom in just a minute. So, um, yeah, they're getting a lot more work done. And then also if they really genuinely need me and I am not available, I'm working with somebody else, then I'll just say, Hey, pull out your reading, do your reading while you're waiting on me. And then I'll come help you with that math problem. So Mm. have you heard any Kev? Yeah. Like one of my uh, my favorite ones is well, you just couldn't cut it in public school, so you have to be homeschooled. Well, you got some behavior issues yeah, going on. Obviously, okay. that's yeah. obviously you just can't. You're you're not accepted at public school, so you got to be a homeschooler. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, the, that that sounds like more of an issue for my children. <laughs> <laughs> We're, I have some people in mind, but I'm not, not saying they're your children. All right. We're not saying they're not my children. <laughs> I didn't say that either. <laughs> but, you know, I, that, that, I, I guess the thing that, um, to, to, to Craig's point here is there, a lot of these stereotypes are just that. Yeah. They're stereotypes. And at the end of the day, I think it's a, it's a choice yeah. that uh, for whatever reason, like, like we said earlier, it has a stigma with it, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of choices that people make. I mean, you buy a Ford over a Chevy and there's a stigma there, right? Um, and so, I, I don't know. I, I appreciate um, your diligence in, in saying, you know what, this is what's best for my family and for what I'm trying to do with my kids. Um, and, uh, you know, Craig and I both have our kids in public school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not that, not that we have chosen that that homeschool lifestyle uh but i can still appreciate the fact that yeah. that that's what you've chosen for your family mm-hmm. it's a safety issue for me and my wife <laughs> <laughs> oh i am we're not going to go down that road <laughs> i have so many things going through my head right now <laughs> um I don't know. I had a, Oh yeah. I, here's a question I had. Um, so, uh, there's a new trend out and, um, and I've become recently way more aware of it. Um, and that is something that has some tangential 
properties to it to homeschooling and that is virtual schooling uh where there are some both charter schools and public schools uh that are that are having full out virtual schools uh where you as a mom are there there's two different ways this seems to go could be a dad it could be a dad. Um, a- I'm saying you because she's in this in the studio. Okay, let's be clear. I'm not gender bias. Goodness gracious. Even if men are anyway. So, um, uh, so like I said, w- there's two ways it seems to go. One of them is that the parent is somewhat absent and the kids are completely doing their thing online. And some of it is that these schools are requiring parents to really do the bulk of the teaching, but the the online school is really kind of pushing the curriculum and the format and the testing and the grading and all of those sorts of things. So uh, do you know much about any of these virtual schools? Have you, have you looked into them at all? I don't know a lot about the online schooling from, from the early years, but I do know that they are becoming increasingly popular. Um, There are students that are homeschooled completely. And I would just say that's, kind of at least the um the ones that i'm aware of it's gonna really depend on the nature of your student i mean if that student is just kind of naturally driven and pretty diligent it's gonna work out well for them to be in one of these online schools where mom's not super or or dad is not super hands-on because um you're gonna be able to just plug them into their classes and they'll just go but i mean we all know kids are different and they need they have different needs and i think that's another huge perk of homeschooling. You can kind of meet each different kid where they are at, whether Mm -hmm. it is, you know, they're having a little bit of behavior problem in class. Um, Maybe they just need to get out and go jump on a trampoline for 10 minutes in between classes or whatever it is. Um, You as a homeschool parent can cater to those needs a lot better than a teacher can at a public or private school. You Mm. just have a lot more options. Yeah. Yeah. And I I would say that that's something that I had, thought about earlier and we just never got back around to it and that is that i I would think there are some kids that homeschooling isn't conducive to i would think and and part of that may have a lot to do with the family dynamic Mm -hmm. um and the way you know the parents are are interacting with their kids and choosing to raise their kids that surely has something to do with but personality type makes a big difference too i mean you said that your that your kids are super social and they you know no stranger to really anybody um but again, that's also very situational from mm-hmm. family to family. They're, yep. you know, even from kid to kid, uh, yep. I can yeah. look at my own kids and see that their, their personalities are very different. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, you ultimately, you know, what's best for your kids yep. and you're making that decision and, and you are able to, um, to teach them the way they need to be taught. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot more difficult in a, in a school where you've got 20 or 30 kids in a classroom, I would assume. Yep. So, yeah, well, I mean, since you've been at this for 11 years now, I I, I can imagine that the internet has changed the way that you even approach a lot of this kind of stuff. How has that really kind of changed for you guys? And and I have some follow-up to that too, but like, I, I imagine you guys utilize that quite a bit. Yeah. And more so in the older years, the older they're getting, definitely we are spending a little bit more time online. Um, so researching various science topics yeah. and, um, artists, I don't know, whatever Re- the research, um, area I think has been the biggest way that we utilize the internet. Um, although I would say that, um, it's still encouraged to go to the library. We personally just don't make it to the library very often. But I mean, the internet provides resources just in abundance. Yeah. um, You can, you can go, you can have your research at your fingertips literally. And uh, I mean that coupled with, I mean, you just mentioned Amazon. I mean, like you can have a book that you want there in two days and I don't have to spend the gas to go to the library. Yep. Not dissing libraries. Libraries are cool, but come on. I mean, just, I mean, that's time that it takes to get there and find it. And yeah, it, um, which I find myself a lot of times just we're really crunched for time during the day when uh, we start school by nine. And then I I find myself often three, four, even four 30 in the afternoon. I'm like, Oh gosh, we still have all this to do. (laughs) And then we like, we've got sports here at five 30. So I mean, it's, it's a full day. Like you said, and there's a lot of virtual libraries. 
Yes, as well. I mean, in fact, you know, here here in Montgomery County, where we live, uh, the library system has online portals that you can go in and and check out out books and audio books. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. So, you know, it's, it's things that, again, Knowing the community that you live in, mm-hmm. knowing uh, the the area that that you've chosen to buy into, will give you an a, an understanding of what you have available to you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I asked that question because I, I know you mentioned earlier that your your kids will like chat with their friends online mm-hmm. and things like that. So I mean, like, do you guys have? something in your home in order to, you know, maybe protect the kids from going weird places on the internet or how does that work in your house? Yeah. So, um, we do several things to kind of just protect as much as we can. Uh, First of all, I would say the biggest one is having conversations with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that they will eventually come across things, see things that are just not appropriate. And so to have the conversation and say, when you see this, here's your action step. It's uh-huh. not, you know, it's not to linger. It's not to just hang out or research it more. Um, you need to turn it off. But we also um, pay for something called Covenant Eyes. And there's a million of different brands of these out there, but I think it's $15 a month and, um, it, it will, first of all, block a lot of the content on the internet, a lot of the really negative content, yeah. but then, um, you can set your settings differently on there, but then also it will track and report to whoever the parents or whatever, um, what has been viewed or searched for throughout that week. And so we, we have that. Um, and then, um, also, we just, we we have a two-story home. We don't allow any kind of electronics upstairs. We keep them all downstairs in family areas where um, they can't be taken off and in hiding in a little separate spot all by themselves. We want them in a public area. And so um, I would say just uh, be as proactive as possible, yeah. but then also recognize <laughs> if you want to send you're going to be able to do it. And right. so um, just, you know, ha- have put up your precautions and know what's expected and to communicate those well yeah. with your kids. So does what you guys use, does it filter things like YouTube and um, different YouTube platforms like that? YouTube is a like hard that? one to filter. So um, technically there, uh, YouTube is does not even, or is not supposed to allow pornographic anything. Right. But I mean, we all know that, is certain things a f- yeah huge gray area there so um it will not filter youtube as much as um just report what okay. has been viewed so yeah I, a good tip for i mean i was i was actually talking to a group of parents uh, a couple weeks ago and a lot of them didn't realize that like twitter allows pornographic material mm-hmm. yeah. you know and like i think it's the only platform that does yeah. like the only social platform that does but it's i mean like it's they just let it up there. You can, if you want to f- go search for it and find it, it's up. Yeah. So it's kind of scary. I mean, cause it like is. if you, you know, like you have a high schooler that's got a Twitter account and yep. who knows if they do, I don't know, but I mean like they can access that material. Yeah. yeah. So nothing you can do about it. Yep. yep. Other than ban Twitter. So. Yeah. It's just the world we live in. We, we live <laughs> in uh, a generation that is a highly computer oriented. And so I, I would just say that your biggest tool is going to be to educate your kids and teach them the way that they should go. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you this. I mean, do you, do you feel like that's something that, that kids need to have better education on how to use technology and and, and different things like that? Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah, you definitely, it's, it's highly needed and, um, and changing by the day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, do you, do your kids, do you think that your kids have a better grasp of technology than like even you do sometimes? Oh, yeah. yeah. My two of my kids have built their own computers. So <laughs> I have no doubt that they can do something on a computer that I never will be able to, mm. which is partly scary. But again, I just go back to you train them in the way that you want them to walk and you, you just pray and ask the Lord to protect them. And, um, you know, I just, yeah. All right, I'm curious. So what, what are they building computers for? Personal use. Yeah. Gaming computers mostly. Okay. But, um, but they use them like also actual for... like full blown computers, yes. not like not like Raspberry Pis or something no, like this. No okay. computers. Wow. Yeah. Well, I I have a little funny story to tell you yeah. from last night's football game. Okay. So so we had a, a a situation where kid goes out of out of bounds on his own, 
and comes back in and participates in the play, which is a foul. And so he runs off on the side of the, uh, on the sideline and, and, uh, they're, they're taught the other officials are talking to me in the, um, in, in the, in my headset. And, and I'm like, I walk over to the coach. I'm about to tell him something about what happens. And, and I just had to walk away because the coach, the coach goes, the coach goes, um, do they teach you to do that in Madden? <laughs> and so I just had to laugh. I, had to, I just walked away because I was like, there's nothing I can tell the coach. He is so aware of what happened right now. It was it was a hilarious right. moment on the football field. So anyway, sorry to derail us again. No, man. no, no. So anyway. It was a video game reference. It's totally fine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So what what are some of the, the, the biggest challenges to, to homeschooling? Um, I mean, I would, I would say, um, just being with your kids all day long is, um, I mean, it's, it's draining. And so, um, in fact, I, that's kind of one of the things that I hear a lot when I tell people that I homeschool, their first response is, um, oh, I could never do that. Mm. I, I don't, I couldn't be with my kids that long, or I'm not that patient or something along those lines. Right. And, um, so, I mean, honestly, to that, I would just say, um, God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. Mm. And so, um, if God has called you to homeschool, you just do it. And then you take it a step at a time. Right. You, don't, you don't say, I could never do that because of X, Y, or Z. Um, you say, yes, Lord. And you, you do it because it's obedience. And so I know that is one area of my life that I have grown tremendously over in the last 11 years is um, patience. And then also, I mean, when I yell at my kids, which I do, um, I have to humble myself and say, man, I am really sorry that was wrong. And so mm. kids are extremely forgiving more than um, more than most adults. And so um, I think that also teaches your kids like you just they they learn to see you being humble and um they see your sin and then they also see you repent. And so, um, that's a huge, huge thing for me. Um, but yeah, being with your kids all day long is not an easy feat. Mm. Yeah. No, it's not. Sometimes they need a break from you too. So it's true. And each other. I mean, they're around each other constantly. So when they start fighting, you realize, wow, yeah, y'all probably need to break from each other too. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good reason to have the co-ops, isn't it? There you go. <laughs> yep. And Thanks. those activities. Yep. Yeah. Well, if you're listening right now on Lone Star Community Radio, which we are excited to be a part of now, uh, if you want to hear the rest of this interview, you're going to have to flip over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify and download the rest of the episode there and to hear the rest of what Meg has to say about homeschooling. So thank you for being with us today. Uh, Meg, any, anything else that we haven't, that we haven't jumped on yet about homeschooling that, that, that needs to be talked about? Man, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. That's been good. No. A, lot yeah. of, a lot of really good information. Thanks. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, I think it's time. I think it's time. We yeah. uh, we just got one more thing that we do, and it's called the final four. The final four. That's right. So four questions we ask all of our guests uh, to answer, and so you are our current victim. Here you can go, go home and tell your kids that mom actually had to take a test. That's right. <laughs> pop, pop quiz. Here we go. Question number one. I hope you're ready. What's the must-have tool you won't leave your house without? So realize you're a homeschool mom and uh you know maybe craig calls you and says meg i need something come come help he hangs up she what is you, she is the first one i call obviously <laughs> obviously you're, you're not calling me we all we all know you're not calling me uh what, what do you grab what do you what, must have tool oh okay so i realize this is a home improvement show and probably the thing that i'm going to grab is not what most of your listeners are going to grab but i do not leave home without my pillows and that's plural i oh. travel with multiple pillows and it annoys my husband mm. because even when we go stay in hotels that have like an abundance of pillows i take my own pillows so mm. um that's my must-have like, i don't oh. leave i don't leave home without that's because when i call meg it's a very serious problem it's gonna it's, <laughs> it's gonna, gonna, gonna be an overnighter <laughs> that's right <laughs> i was just thinking you drive a really old car and it's your airbag system <laughs> <laughs> you never know it's like hey 
you know, we're saving money any way we can. So <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like in full on crisis mode if those pillows got left behind. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm not sleeping. All right. <laughs> All right. Good to know. So like, even if it's like, like, even if it's like not necessarily going to be an overnighter on the off chance that I'm going to be away from the home, Ooh. I'm packing the pillows. Is that, is that the way this goes down? Is it that serious? Oh, um, okay. No, maybe not the off chance. Okay. But I would cry <laughs> if I ended up somewhere overnight. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you do for like airplane rides? You can take pillows on an airplane. Okay. That's true. I've done it. <laughs> extra, extra bag for your pillows? <laughs> just, I mean, that's what's in your bag. Okay. It, no you clothes. A, you don't need a laptop. You just need a pillow. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like when I fly, it's it's better for everyone that I scream into the pillow rather than at my children. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's a, it's a you know, it's a filter I'm not device. happy, but everyone else around me is much better off yeah. because of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Second question. What's a job you walked away from? So, um, you know, specifically if there's something homeowner related, but you know, if you want to take it as a, as a career, we're, we're fine with that as well. But what's a job you walked away from? Um, okay. So I have a really funny story on this one and I did have to walk away from this job, but only temporarily until Ace Hardware opened. Um, <laughs> so we had a really leaky bathtub faucet for a long time. I mean, it just wouldn't shut off, kept leaking. And I'm pretty handy. I mean, I fix a lot of stuff around our, our house, toilets, dishwashers, dryers. Um, so I was pretty confident that I could fix this leak in our tub. And my husband said, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but one night, I mean, this is, this has gone on for a while. And one night it just started leaking more and just being the handy woman that I am, I thought I'm going to, I'm going to fix it anyway. And it's, it's getting late. The kids have already bathed and, um, there's no stores open, Mm. but I'm going to fix this anyway. I mean, you know where this is going, right? So I take (laughs) the handle off. It happened to be the hot water side. I I start disassembling the the handle and pulling stuff out and water shoots out the handle. And this just isn't water. This is boiling hot water because it's the hot side. Um, so I just grabbed whatever cup small shampoo washing cup was kind of handy and like try to redirect this stream of hot water back into the tub as best as possible. It's failing miserably. Um, and I'm screaming at the kids to come help. And so my kids come running in, I'm making them hold the hot water bucket while I go run to the garage to go shut the hot water off to the house or just the water in general. And so I finally get the things I need, run out to the curb, get the massive thing off of the you know, the whatever meter. that is, mm-hmm. the meter, yes, get it shut off, have the pool to mop up in my bathroom. And then <laughs> when Ben comes home at pretty late, it was probably 10 or 1030, I have to admit to him that I have not successfully fixed this <laughs> knob. And not only that, but the water has to remain shut off so he doesn't get a shower. Oh, no. So it was not the happiest part of um, our marriage ever. Oh. But um, to my benefit, the next day I did go to Ace Hardware and I was able to repair that tub for like under 15 bucks. Oh, wow. I, I did get it fixed. It just cost me some stuff. Uh, <laughs> wow. Emotional stuff. Yes. Burn cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. And a that's, smelly husband. Yeah. So, oh, that, that's got to be the worst. <laughs> yeah. It didn't oh. go down well. I bet it didn't. <laughs> he, he's the one going, give me your pillows. I'm going to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have these tonight. Everyone cries that's today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, man. All right. Third question. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? Oh, once the kids are in bed, I am a Netflix person all the way. Okay. I like to just lay in bed and watch Netflix. Yeah. What what you what you rolling on these days? Um currently, well this is an Amazon Prime show, but I'm watching The Middle. Uh-huh. It's pretty cute and just about this family with poor kid, I mean just kids that are everyday normal family with all their problems only of course it magnifies them so it's fun is that the is that what the broad from uh, everybody loves raymond yes yeah, yeah. The mom from there uh-huh and then the uh, the janitor from scrubs 
right? Oh, I don't know about the that dad? one. Yeah. Yes, he is. I had not placed Look at that. You're right. Look at that. Right. Good job. I think you're right. Kevin Bacon game right here on the Homeowner <laughs> Show. <laughs> oh, the things that Craig knows. <laughs> the useless information that Craig knows. <laughs> All right. We're going to just keep rolling before he can get me back. Number four, <laughs> what's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice that you've ever received? Um... So I think what comes to mind here is a quote that I heard. It was back in college and it has stuck with me. Um, I I think about this maybe once a month. Um, It's a quote from C.T. Studd and he says, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And so um, I just think of that as I'm going about my day and from the mundane dishes and laundry to um, maybe the bigger stuff that I do, which actually is not that much. But um, I just, I, I wonder like, am I doing this for Christ? And is this actually going to last? Or is this just, you know, stuff that I'm doing to get through this life? So um, mm. that's kind of a quote that I lean on. Awesome. Perspective. It's good yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, um, we normally ask people, uh, how, you know, there are our guests, how, how do we find you? Um, but I mean, you're not offering a service out there for people to really get a hold of we you. We did that earlier. It was but, lessonplainladies.com. That's right. Yeah. And, but it, do you have, uh, it, maybe people have homeschool questions. Is that something that you'd be willing to, to talk sure, to people about? Sure, Look me up on Facebook. Okay, Facebook. I will, we'll connect you up on Facebook on our show notes. You'll have more friends than you know what to do with. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. 14 <laughs> of our episode listeners will call you. Awesome. And, <laughs> Let's chat. <laughs> Now, we're actually getting some pretty good downloads right now. We're excited oh, yeah. about the trend. Thank you for uh, for those of you that are listening today. Thank you for sticking with us, for coming on to the second year with us, for downloading, for telling your friends about us, and um, for subscribing, yep. you know, all of that kind of stuff. We, we really do. We're, we joke about it, but we really do appreciate you. So We absolutely do. We probably need to do like another t-shirt contest for the uh, the reviews section yeah. there. That was, we got, we've been getting lots of good reviews from, yeah. from folks and Thank you all for sharing episodes. Uh, if this one is uh, pertinent to someone that you know or has been helpful to you, let us know or share that episode. Like us on Facebook, Instagram. Hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and whatever form of rinky-dink podcast listening software that you use like Kevin. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. And that'll be it. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're here every Tuesday, so... Look us up, download our episodes, and until then, we'll see you later. See you.